Kia ora friends, welcome back to Erico Blueberry, an unassuming destiny podcast. Uh, this is now episode 23. We are, I did the math before this, four resets away from Witch Queen. Um, we are some, I don't know, three hours away from a new Pokemon game dropping, so that's probably what I'm doing. Uh, but, but that's getting ahead of myself. My name is Chilibin. Hello, I'm Mackie. Welcome back to the show, to you and to you. Um, I've got this beer that looks like some bad apple juice. Um, what's going on with you? Not much. I'm a, a ginge now. Yes, yes. That's Welcome. about it. I mean, That's... I'm wearing this hat and headphones. You can see this little, I don't know, like triangle of my hair. Um, I'm keeping it hidden because you've taken all my power. Um, I'm me. culturally appropriating gingers. Yes, thank you. I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> uh, at least you're aware of what you're doing. I, I am. I want the fashionability of being ginger, but I want none of the stereotype or stigma of existing in that minority group. Okay. Okay. But you're, but you're, you're <laughs> willing to live with not having a soul and all of the, the baggage that comes with it? Oh, baby. I sold that years ago. That's there why I still look 25 at 30. There we go. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you, you were like in the grad program for, for this life lifestyle what am i what is this i don't know <laughs> um, self reads from both of us yeah anyway <laughs> this is a show about destiny a video game uh, i had this hat turn up since last episode um and i quite like it it's my favorite style of hat as you call it the dad hat um bungie store calls it a camper hat and i'm not sure which i like least less least what is my mouth doing? What are words? How what do that, you speak? What that mouth do? Um, also with this was the like the banner that they made for putting pins and seals oh, yeah. through. That I've got lying on the floor next to me with heavy things on it because it was pretty... It's all crumpy. Well, it was rolled up in the packaging and it's taking a while to get it to stay flat before I hang it up. Um, what I might do is just like hang that really heavy 30th anniversary pin on the bottom of it and just like just basically stretch that thing out. Um, but yeah, that's that's ready to go. I actually have so I, I like have the four uh grimoire hardcover books that have come out today. I have all of those because I bought the first one and then I was like, well, I gotta keep the collection going and they kept bringing them out. I have all four of those stacked up sitting on it, like holding it flat on one end. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very destiny room in here <laughs> as a piece of life advice to you and also anyone else who might get a pennant banner it's like a cottony material yeah it's more but like it's kind of stuff like it's a bit thicker because you're putting it's designed to put yeah. pins into um i used to can I, I still have a bunch of them and i still occasionally do buy them i used to co collect like banners and pennant flags right and like a lot of vintage yeah, like material the, the stuff long like sort that. Of triangular shape, right? Yeah, yeah, and embroidery. Um, watered down vinegar. Just a light spray of that helps break down the starch. Interesting. Life advice for Okay. Okay. People I'm gonna... who buy the, the flag and might have issues flattening it. Just a watered down one to one mix of vinegar. You don't have to saturate it, just enough to break the starches just down. Spritz. Okay. I'll I'll well, I'll see, I'll see how the grimoire books do. 
uh, please maybe. don't sue me if it fucks with it because I haven't been able to actually look at the material. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe this is the one time I'll venture back into a Destiny subreddit is to see if there's any tips related to this particular product. Um, but anyway, it's on the floor. I'm ready to put my pins in it. The trick now is whether or not I can find enough of the pin backs to actually like mount them uh, on the, the locking ones. Yeah, because well, even just the ones that came with the pins in the first place because... I took them off and then just jammed those things into the, the display board essentially because you don't need to put them in the back. You just stick them in. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I still have them because I kept all the, the boxes that those seal pins came in. Because they're really nice boxes. They're like jewelry boxes in a sense. Um, and I basically just left all the pin backs in them thinking I'll probably need these at some point without actually put, putting them in their own little storage thing. Um, so now what I have to do is actually go and find all of the boxes from the seals and then find the pinbacks within. Uh, if not, I actually I have a pin collection from a different thing and I'm sure I have some excess pinbacks lying around, some of which are locking. That might some be of a- them are locking, but even mm. then, the if it's the thing I'm thinking of, the rubberized ones that yeah, come with them are also good. pretty good. But also it's, you know, it's going to be hanging on my wall stationary. It's not like it's jostling around on clothing like on or a backpack, backpack or a yeah. lanyard. So it doesn't necessarily need locking backs. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Maybe by next episode I'll have it hanging in that spot of, spot of blank wall behind me. That's where I'm planning to put it. Oh, to live in a house where you can hang things. To live in a state where they let you. And <laughs> that shit is enshrined in law. Uh... Yeah, real nice. I also got a delivery that is bungee. Um, yeah, it's a gift from a clan member. Oh, that I'm not allowed to open yeah. until they're they're back from their trip. That's right. Which is in I think it's on Monday. The thirty first. Yeah. Yes. Have you have you made a time to like do that? No. So okay. they said they'd prefer I open it in a video call. Okay. Um. So we'll probably do a video call in the server. Very good. How, how how big the box like it's pretty big yeah because you, you sent me like a, a snap or something of it but it was hard to put that it's, in perspective it's pretty big um okay. it feels like you the the pod can't see it but you've seen them in the past the bottom shelf of my display shelf that's behind me for streams oh damn it fits into the bottom shelf of that so it's quite high and quite long <laughs> okay and this this person has a history of nailing gifts for everyone in the clan, so I'm very yeah, excited. I mean, he, he organized a birthday present for me once that was the uh, Lego Technics Fast and the Furious Dom Toretto's Dodge Charger, and it was just like the most like fucking precision strike gift I think I've gotten a long time. He was very proud of that. He sent that out to everyone who contributed and was like, "Hey." Yeah. I think I found it. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. He and I went and got a kebab and then he handed it to me from the boot of his car. It felt like a bootleg deal. Anyway, um, we're starting to drift off topic. This is a Destiny show. <laughs> As we well, do. This is all relatively adjacent. Um, we were going to start with, there was a PC Gamer article um, yeah. from this week that... I only saw because I like copped a couple of like copped clocked a couple of Twitter accounts like pulling quotes and interesting tidbits out of it. 
Um, I think you've read more of it than I than I have. I sort of skimmed it just to see where the fucking Kermit the Frog quote was coming from, um, which was basically like the the part parts of the world in which Queen are so swampy and gross that they didn't want to go down the Kermit on a log aesthetic. That I think is where that was coming from. But um, yeah, the title of the Okay, Joe Blackburn. Yeah, Destiny 2 director on building your own guns in The Witch Queen. Um, where, uh, yeah, there, there was some other quote in there. And but it's yeah, like, so they were talking uh, Witch The Witch Queen, Queen you're okay to, uh, and are okay with being able to craft whatever version you want or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was heavily focused on, well, as much as they can without giving the game away, um, heavily focused on weapon crafting and their ambitions and plans around like how they deliver story and what their hopes are for the campaign with Witch Queen. Um, but anyway, you, you've pulled a bunch of stuff out here, so why don't you kind of take the reins yeah. here for a minute? I mean, it's like the twabs. Everyone's going to mm. pull Everyone's gonna pull something that resonates or clicks with them or piques their interest. They're always going to have their own little thing that I might have missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me... There's a few, these are specifically quotes um, because it's, it's just easier to read it off in Joe Blackburn's words instead of trying to interpret it. He's made it very clear with yeah, some of he, the stuff. He's usually quite transparent and clear on the messaging he puts out there. He's also very good at like giving away hints without giving away big things too, which yeah. as a director you would hope. Yeah. Um, so these are kind of in order as I read them in the article. The first one they jumped in on mostly was, I think the thing that's piqued everyone's interest is the crafting system. Mm. Um, so what he said was crafting is about finally delivering the fantasy that you can make the gun you've always wanted. And we want you to feel like you went on a journey to get there because by the time you're able to make the exact god role that you want you'll have the ability to make all versions of that gun that you want. So it's really a long-term pursuit with a weapon. And we think if you're willing to spend that amount of time with a gun, we're okay with you being able to craft whatever version you want. Yeah. Okay. Because I I think that was kind of set up with like a concession that crafting has the potential to break balance. Imbalance, yeah. Um, And so I, I can't imagine the challenge of trying to like introduce a weapon crafting system without breaking what has been a pretty carefully balanced game to date. I I think the way I thought about it today is I was like, I think this whole God role argument and God role, not an argument, but discourse relies on everyone playing the same because yeah. like, what is one person's God role? is a piece of shit to someone else and vice versa. Yeah. Like my God roll auto rifle, my God roll gnawing hunger is not the one that the community is like, this is the God roll. It's the God roll for how I play as a warlock. Um, And it's the same with like, I've got a, oh God, Cricello? Cricello? Cricero Mello? Yeah. The like current season auto rifle? Yeah. It's an, a solo one, yeah. Yeah. My my god roll for that is not the god roll that forums and people on Twitter are saying, this yeah. is the god roll. And yeah. it's the same as like um, Zer or Banshee or someone has had a god roll of a weapon and mm. I've gone and picked it up and not liked it at all. 
Yeah. And I think I think we need to kind of get out of this locked in binary idea of what a yeah. god role is because everyone plays different. That's yeah, that's such a good point. Like I I I will check like what Zer has cuz often he'll have like a 65 67 stat roll exotics and that that's just a good thing to pick up like regardless mm. of I mean if the stat distribution's fucked like yeah sure don't grab it but Generally, if something's got if a, if an exotic has sixty seven stats to begin with, you can masterwork that piece of armor past a hundred if you're using like the charge with light stuff that gives you plus twenty on a stat, um, and that can really help if you're trying to like push certain stats up. Um, I feel like we need a new term that is not god roll because god roll to me implies the one true best version of a thing, right? Yeah, that's usually it's... how it's used. It's always been too binary of a discourse for me. That's yeah. binary is the only way I can I can really put my my feeling on it because it's just too. This is the best for everyone, yeah. all the time. Yeah, this it's, is the role, and it's like it's, it's too absolute, right? Like I, so I never fucked with like to use an example from my own playstyle. I never fucked with fusion rifles until this season when thanks to particle deconstruction, they're huge. My preferred. Generally, if anything uses special ammo, and this is definitely the case for fusion rifles, my preferred stat is, well, preferred perk is to have one of them be lead from gold. Because mm. I don't want to have to try and balance two different sets of ammo finders and scavs. Because I want to be able to get heavy and special ammo in that case. So my usual trick is to build all the ammo finders around the heavy that I'm running and run lead from gold if I'm running special so that heavy ammo gives me green. Uh, gives me special rather um so my current like fusion rifle build with particle decon is sleeper sim or reads regret with like some pretty decent stats on the on the reads but it's more just for damage numbers um and then it's a cartesian coordinate with uh lead from gold and swashbuckler because i'm running mid-tree solar titan which is heavily based around melee so I'm getting throwing hammer kills, building up stacks of swashbuckler with the fusion rifle, which boosts weapon and melee damage, and it just is this nice little cycle, right? Yeah. And that is my like one of my preferred ways to play PvE currently, and that will change. Yeah. And 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 yeah. That that's another element to it too. Is like guns that I would consider a personal god roll for myself. I don't use in certain builds now that yep. we've got that more build crafting kind of yeah. angle coming in and the way things have been changing like that's not anymore like my my god roll uh auto rifle my god roll gnawing hunger which I've had since day one essentially is multi multi kill clip zen moment and corkscrew rifling right that, and that's yeah, very different to mine which is subsistence rampage because if you're in a room full of like dregs, you can just mow them down without having to reload. Yeah. But um, you know, and then I've got the masterworked version, so my reload speed is 70, for mm. example, handling 71. Um, and my rounds per minute 600. Yeah. Well, that doesn't change. That's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, because I'm not a super and then I throw stuff like backup mag and depending on what I'm doing. The other slot is usually interchangeable between like stuff for champions or yeah, because at the moment, um, auto rifles are anti barrier. 
So if I throw a champion mod in there too, it's... Well, that goes on your arms, yeah. not on the weapon itself. Well, with it, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but I don't always use that gnawing hunger. Yeah. I've got other assault rifles that I, I swap out quite regularly. Yeah. One of my... Um, um, like my... cold, and then cold front. Like my, my god roll cold front is surrounded quick draw and extended barrel. Yeah, surrounded and quick draw is a very interesting build for an SMG. Because you're usually and the, up close, and yeah, you usually I use, are switching to it in a panic. Yeah, and I use it close quarters more yeah. than anything. So it's like... Mm. Whereas, yeah, like one of my favorite things to do is get a bow with sympathetic arsenal and then mm. run some heavy that's got a super long reload time. Because a bow, instant reload, so if you get a kill with it, get a new arrow ready, you have to wait like, I don't know, half a second for it for that animation to play out. And then all your weapons are reloaded. It's stupid. Like if you're running something yeah. like Galahorn, Sleeper Sim, some, or, you know, one of those heavies where it just takes ages to reload manually. Xenophage, perfect combo with Xeno because it's just such a long animation. But you can just, you know, hit a bow kill on a Scion or a Dreg. Cool, Xeno's reloaded. Let's go. And it's, it's, yeah. such, it's such a fun trick, but... You know? See, my, comf my comfort bow is an arsenic bite mm. with explosive head and dragonfly. That's a good time. <laughs> it goes, such pop, a good pop, time. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dragonfly spec then, on there too? Yeah. My wolf tone draw is dragonfly, sneak bone, and agile drawstring. Yeah, so okay. it's like I, I don't play very in your face, yeah. so I don't use shotguns and I don't use stuff like that. So I look for mid to long range weaponry mm. um and then something that i can grab real quick and reload real quick when i get in the actual scrap yeah because my my main concern for a lot of raids and a lot of activities is dropping rifts wells and overshields yeah so i'm usually back around you guys anyway mm -hmm. or if you need help or you need need an overshield or a rift or a well you're more in the fray so I'll quickly yeah. change to an SMG or something with quick draw and surrounded while I'm on the way to you or mm -hmm. on the way to plant a well, knowing that I've got a plant in the middle of shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. god rolls and how I use my rolls are going to be dramatically different from someone who plays PvP full-time or mostly. Yeah, yeah, that's... Like, I, I understand the utility of marking something as, like, here's the gold role for PvP currently and saying like, but also talking about why, right? Like why do these perks matter for PvP? Why these weapons? Why this fire rate? There's a meaningful conversation there because it's it's a tool. It's education. That is, well, yeah, it's a tool that's most suited to the task at hand. If you explain that to someone, they can take that knowledge and then apply it to the way that they play, the weapons they like, the weapons they have, and go, okay, how would I solve that problem with this build that I have, right? Mm. You know, a lot of people say like, yeah, if you're running snipers, it's got to have snapshot, but what about something else? You know, if you're playing elimination, is firing line a better perk? Because that relies on people being near you. Um, I, don't, I don't actually remember what that perk does, but I know that that's one of those perks that if you've got people close enough to you on your team, in your fire team, it, buff, it buffs you in some way, right? So, yeah, the the the... It's, it's tough because, like, 
I, I want that conversation to exist of someone who's good at PVP telling me why this role is good for PVP so that I can do something with that knowledge. But what I don't want is someone saying, you should be using this gun because it's the best thing you can use in this thing. Everything else is trash. That's usually yeah. where, it, where it comes in. Right? Where it starts to go. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that shifts with weapon crafting. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to see if I can just stop using the phrase God roll. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say in its place. Might just be like some awkward phrase of like, this is my preferred or ideal role. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, my God roll feels weird. Um, Johnny Cash it and be like, this is my own personal Jesus role. Oh, that's good. That's personal good. Jesus role. Welcome to the Church of Gnawing Hunger. All other auto rifles will be damned to hell. Um, no. No? No, actually, I've got it's a 7 set of carbine. With I was going to say, something I'm an auto rifle nasty. simp. Yeah. So most auto rifles are okay by me. Yes. My, my, my default, except for some reason lately, I've been using a lot of bows. Yeah, okay. Um, don't know why. Just out of nowhere, I was like, yo, bows are fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, uh Pulse rifles. And yeah. Thanks, Dad. Uh, pulse <laughs> rifles and... Um, dad hat, dad jokes. The hat. Come on. Yeah. Pulse rifles and auto rifles. And then usually, I mean, you called me for it the other day, but using Xeno as a crutch. Because mm -hmm. Xeno is my default. So I've been looking yeah. at other things like reeds. And then I've been using Ascendancy a lot. I've got a masterwork descendancy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you got Galahorn, really right? Like, yeah, if you're using a rocket really, launcher. It's really, yeah, but sometimes I need that that exotic slot somewhere yes, else. Yes, very true. Um, so Ascendancy is fun. And yeah, then no apparent. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of nasty and Gambit and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then for no reason out of nowhere, recently I've started having a lot of fun with Whisper and Salvation's Grip again for Heavy. Wait, Salvation's Grip? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's like freezing remember. a bitch. I can't remember the last time someone that I know used it that wasn't in the quest that needs it. No, because it's really fun, like landing it in a group of ads and then popping yeah. the crystal and just popping all the ads Actually, around I, it. I was like clicking around Destiny 2 on Twitch recently and someone was doing some like raid teaching, you know, like sherpering people through. And they were doing the gatekeeper encounter. And you know the like minotaurs that come through that you have that you need the shield to deal with. They were using Salvation's grip to stop that motherfucker coming down the stairs. They were just freezing him out, yeah. and being like, "You can't move." I yeah, like, and I all right, okay. I've been using. I've been yells, using. I keep going to call it salvos, but there's salvo servo, salvo which salvo is as well. Yeah. Um, salvations. I've been using that to like freeze champions, so I can pop them. Yeah, or disrupt that's them. That's pretty good. Especially, especially if I've got something like an overload bow, which uh, isn't as quick to pop them. Yeah. You just freeze them in place, especially yeah. when you're doing lost sectors. That is a Might good even point. come in handy in a raid. Don't I could make me think about using Salvation's Group again. <laughs> I could, I could, in Vogue, I could free, freeze that overload um, yeah, minotaur out, in oh, the doorway. The doorway. Just yeah. not, not coming in, not in those shoes, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, I've I've um been kind of perfecting my um stasis build lately. 
Nice. Okay. It's been really aggressive and really mean. Yeah. Someone in it. the someone in the clan uh, played with me a little bit the other night. We did some gambit and stuff, and he described it as Mecky, you are mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had mean. some moments like that, like discovering the 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 bubble inside the invasion portal maneuver, and yeah, uh, oh, there was some other shit like that where I was just like. I think when when I was running Deafening Whisper a lot, that was pretty nasty because I got pretty good with landing those shots, especially from a distance. So actually shout out to Presage for teaching me the value of Deafening Whisper, a waveframe grenade launcher, because um, I was just, I was cleaning up with that thing. It's so good. And having one with Rampage is gross. Yeah. It did a lot of lifting for me actually when we were, initially doing vault of glass like in atheon because we're on that left side you've got that like narrow walkway towards the stairs just harpies just trickling forward i was just like thunk, thunk, and they were just like dropping <laughs> so good uh that's so, it yeah. right now i want to i want to fuck with salvation's next bog run i'm just going to announce it and be like uh, yo guys i'm going to try something yo you want to with me you want to hit it that doesn't icy work. grip if it doesn't work, um, I'll I'll go back to Zeno. But like, just I need to try this. You just gotta hit him with that gorilla grip. That's what I'm saying. Gorilla grip. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Fuck the God roll discourse. Um, yeah. And I I think once. Yeah. No. Okay. The... Here's what we do. Here's what we do. I'm gonna be like, now nah, this is the chili roll, or you're gonna say this is the Mickey roll, and then everyone's yeah. gonna be like, yeah, okay, that's yours. That's it, right? Chili roll like, sounds uh... bad though. I don't like that. Chili bin roll. I've got to go full handle. The bin roll. The oh bin roll. Bin roll is good. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> the chili and, roll. And <laughs> I, I hope with the weapon crafting, and then also on top of that, they've said that um he said, sorry, that the he confirmed basically that the light subclasses are going to get the stasis treatment. And obviously Void yeah. 2.0 is the beginning of that. Void 3 or 2? 3.0. 3. Void. Yes. Void plus. Yes. Um, void next. Third tier sub void. Ooh. Um, <laughs> once, once that's all done with the light classes, they're going to start introducing new darkness subclasses. Yeah. But once again, the discourse around between weapon crafting and the new subclass updates and the new subclass systems that yeah. they're introducing, yeah. the aspect system. Mm. Um, the discourse about god rolls on all of armor and weapons is going to start to shift again because yeah. it is going to become like so personal to each guardian, which feels great. Like yeah. that, That's really excellent that you could have like I don't care about character customization. I know a lot of people are like, "Let me change my character's haircut." Like, whatever. There's some valid reasons for that, but I yes, get, I get, I get that. It. There's some. I have a terrible mohawk on my warlock. Like, it's it's cringe as shit. That's why yeah. I never take my helmet off. But I don't really mind if I can have that much flexibility with my build. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. You see your warlock or your character when you're in the tower, maybe, but a lot of people I've noticed don't take their helmets off in the tower anyway. They have the helmet always yeah, on. I, I do, because I'm like, I might as well at some point, and social spaces is the only place you can, and like cutscenes as well. Yeah. Um, 
but it's like yeah. at the end of the day it's it's a game about shooting and and space shit and magic Don't so take it's it like too seriously <laughs> i would prefer i would prefer in-depth building um yeah. weapon customization and yeah. and nuanced yeah I, I think options when it comes to subclasses weapons and ammo <clears throat> then the i would a new haircut <laughs> yeah the interesting thing for me is going to be how do we how, how does the community how do we as players start communicating about what our build is right like there's so many more points of variability like if i was to talk to you right now about a stasis build i would have to go into all, each of the aspects i've chosen and then for each of them, maybe I've got like four or five fragment slots. So which ones of those have I chosen? Which grenade I'm am I using? Which melee am I using? Yeah, I'm sure if if not already out there, there will be an API or extractor. Yeah, no, there is. Like that I've, I've been following. would pull all that data so that you can be like, here's my build. Here's a one-page yes. explanation of my yeah. build. Yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> Because I've been watching the updates from Braytech on Twitter with like things he's fucking around with. Because um, I think recently he's built a way to like visualize stasis subclasses in Braytech, um, but it took a whole bunch of work. But that that information is available through the API. Um, but I think that that's what it is, right? Because you can't just say, you know, bottom tree solar. You know what that is. You'd have to go. Well, I'm these two aspects and these four frag like it's so much more information you need to communicate i'm i'm sure eventually a, a third party community project will come out where you can just hmm. go to a website oh, yeah. click on your character and it'll pull like basically a fact sheet maybe yeah. so like outriders has solved this like i've if you go into the outriders subreddit for example you'll see images that are basically just like one big page landscape uh layout and it's got like guns and abilities and all the stuff you've chosen kind of like laid out so that you can see it all at a glance. But I wonder more for like, you know, casual conversation. And I say this only because I've just gotten into Magic the Gathering. You know, you would say something like um, in Magic the Gathering parlance, like, you know, playing a, a mill deck. Like you, you build up words for archetypes of what your build is. So it might be like uh, I play a stasis melee warlock. And that gives you a hint of like, okay, so your aspects are probably these. The fragments are likely these because they boost melee stats mm. and cooldowns and whatever. Yeah. So it might be that sort of language yeah, shift. In, until recently, it was as simple as bottom tree warlock. Exactly. Bottom tree void warlock. Mid, yeah. mid tree solar. Yeah. At the moment, the only way I explain my stasis build, unless someone wants to go into detail, is um, I think it's just turret uh explosive rift stasis warlock yeah and that's it like you, you build up the keywords it, i'm so excited to see what void 3.0 looks like because that not only gives us a bunch of new shit to play with but gives us a glimpse into what's likely to come with solar and arc um in terms of the systems that they're trying to make them fit now um i'm also interested because they're each subclass has its own like individual kind of naming conventions as well. Mm -hmm. So like void revolves a lot around antimatter and Nova right, and yeah. that kind of concept of space. Mm -hmm. 
And then Ark is obviously electrical based and Solar uses a lot of um, Latin words for the sun and things associated with the sun. And then mm. obviously Stasis has a lot of things to do with crystallization and dark elements. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, I'm really curious to see when it comes to the aspects, how they yeah. grow on those themes too, as like a bit of a nerd for that kind of stuff. Yeah. For lore stuff and like world building stuff. I'm I'm also very excited to see what names they come come up with for each of the Yeah. The aspects. Yeah, because they I are named be things like aspect of X, aspect yeah. of Y. I wonder what yeah. We're we're not gonna start speculating on um, Are they gonna be a lot of fun, names? like yeah. just to see what they name stuff? Yes. Um anyway, that's kind of yeah, that was I mean, that was only the first point you put in here about like crafting god roll um build crafting more generally yeah um, um what else the damage type which we brought in quickly though um yes. they described the witch queen's world as a bayou so they pulled a lot oh. from bayou and swamp yeah which is which is like bayou is a, a very nostalgic sentimental kind of thing for me mm -hmm. so like the Louisiana Bayou and New Orleans and Deep South and yeah. that kind of energy where it is very mossy and dark and humid and tightly packed. Because mm. I think when people think swamp, they don't think closely packed trees that are partially submerged mm. and dark, murky, murky water. I think a lot of people think more of wetlands than they do swamps. Sure. Okay. Unless they're from areas yeah, with swamp, like bayous. It. Yeah. Um, and then they described the different aspects of the throne world kind of as bubbles. So the like there is the bayou bubble. Yeah, are we talking about Minecraft biomes here or what? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Felt like he was trying to avoid the word, but he kept calling it bubbles. We got crafting with like, our biomes. Welcome to Destiny Minecraft. <laughs> Destiny, let me farm you cowards. You'd never see me. You'd never see me. You'd just come visit my little farm oh my and just God. be like you're gonna go do this nightfall i'm like no you've captured a hive guardian and now he's cooking you bread on the rig <laughs> i'm gonna ride animals and and sing the pirates of the caribbean theme song in destiny as well yes but um so he said like bubbles but i guess he means biomes kind of yeah. um but basically he described that like the the whole throne world is going to have a cohesive cohesive sorry mm -hmm. theme going through it but there are going to be distinctive areas where there's a slight art art change shift okay so we said like savathun's quote-unquote castle is big and white and hive-like and a bowl like it's it's very distinctive yeah, that's a lot of the like key art we've seen so far yeah and then the other area is very obviously going to be a bayou and it's going to be swampy and muggy and yeah, slow. Yeah, that was the part they were talking about. Like, we don't want Kermit this to just look like Kermit's fucking bedroom, yeah. Yeah, so they, they said <laughs> they took a lot of inspiration from real-world bayous. So right. they, they're they pulling a lot of real-world kind of aspects and then Destiny, yeah, like getting the art team on it and being like, make it feel like Destiny now. Yeah. Um, and then he said, like, and then there's another, there's another part of it that feels like Venus, like, these are going to be very distinct areas, so at any one point, you know where you are. Mm. There's none of that, like, he used an example of actually loading into Venus and kind of being like, okay, so where, 
Which part yeah, of Venus I, I am mean, I on again? To be fair, I don't remember Venus because it's been a while since day one. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I, and I, I, like, I, feel like... I find that actually today I loaded into the Cosmodrome and there were parts where I was like, okay, I, I set a like waypoint to a public event, um, but I was like, I don't know which part of the Cosmodrome I'm actually going to. Cause I, yeah, I feel like that on Nessus. I feel like yeah. Nessus feels Nessus very jumbly as well. Because it's also huge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get and there, I'm like, like, oh, yeah, this part. <laughs> The architecture feels very same, same. And that's what yeah. he said. He he recognized that with some of the old Destiny designs, like Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 designs, mm. that it it all, some of these places feel very samey, samey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they're with growing and moving and updating areas and, and sunsetting areas and vaulting areas and bringing in new areas. Mm. They're trying to refresh a Just lot of that like for the community it. and make yeah. it feels fresh and refined and distinguished and distinguishable yeah. so that no matter where you are on a location, you know where you are because it feels pro- like it, it's got a feel. Yeah. Okay. And I think Witch Queen is kind of a, a step into that development and art art theory and art style that yeah. their new team is starting to bring in. Yeah, this does feel like, I mean, it's an annual expansion, but it does feel like, a big step in a number of ways because they keep talking about it being this like quote boiling point for their uh, narrative strategy, you know, whether that's the seasonal approach that they've been taking. Um, I think it was in this article that, that he was talking about, you know, the, the seasons used to be just, here's a story thread for this season. And then it kind of goes away at the end of the season. Whereas this is like, they're talking about building stuff years in advance story-wise and trying to have them overlap and intertwine. And this I, is kind of like a big coming together of a lot of them. We, I think we, we keep going back to this analogy and this comparison and metaphor quite a lot, but it feels like the most relevant modern example, which is I, I feel like they want this moment and then Lightfall to feel like, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. The way yeah, that they've yeah, been yeah. pre-planning this build up for nearly a decade now and this is it. This is this is the this is the Infinity War. Yeah. And and Lightfall is the Endgame. Like this is this is where we we hit the pinnacle of what they've been working on for mm. the better half of a decade at this point. Like Yeah. yeah. This, this is this is the crescendo. Like and and I think he, the way he spoke in this article, he was really aware of that. He was like, "Look, this is this is the the art and the energy of this expansion needs to match the gravity of the story that we've been building behind it for the past five to ten years." Yeah, like, I think it. What is it? Seven years of Destiny Two? Five yeah, years of Destiny Two? Something 2? like that. Um, it also, but then also D One because there's threads in yeah. D One that linked to this as well. People have started uncovering, being like, "Huh." Yeah, it's I remember this. Reference. Huh. Yeah. Um, Especially was, when you go back and watch like BIFE videos and oh. stuff, you're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, they have been kind of hinting at this in, since mm. D1, right? Mm. Yeah, and I was going to say is that it also feels like it reflects the nature of Bungie as a business, right? That they can feel so secure, for lack of a better word, of like they know that people are enjoying the game, They've got enough money and independence to kind of take what are quite big swings. Like it's quite an ambitious move to be, you know, pitching these shots story-wise years in advance and then going, we'll tie it up later. 
and they're just kind of like you know weaving that narrative as we go that they're in that story loom um they're in the loom in the loom they're in the loom um but yeah it it it's it's i don't know in a way nice to see because they've always kind of had that ambition but it feels like but whether it was like them trying to get out of microsoft or it was the activision shit like they're always kind of held back or restricted in some way or just like fenced in for, you know, I've never worked there. I don't know people that do, but that's at least how it's felt from the outside. It's like, I can see what they're going for, but there's just something missing. And this to me does start to feel like, okay, this is Bungie. Like this is, this is the kind of shit they've been trying to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from day one, even because I worked at a video game retailer when D1 came out, Mm. even back then, it was like, like my coworkers and I, we got home, we started playing Destiny about a week or two into D1. Mm. We were just like, this is a fucking ambitious game. Like, this is massive. Like, (laughs) it's very, for the time, it was super innovative. Like, it was like, this is a big fucking game. And then they started bringing out expansions and it just felt more and more kind of um, ambitious. And then D- D2 came out and it felt very, it sounds terrible saying it, but it's like, it's, I fell off it for a reason, but it's mm. like, it felt empty. And I feel like that's where a lot of the rhetoric of there's nothing to do in Destiny 2, the game, blah, 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 comes from is because... Yeah. They, they might have made a few unfortunate business decisions to get D2 off the ground and yeah. get it up and running. And they were restrained and they weren't able to do a lot. And it and it was detrimental to the launch of this game. I won't lie. Like the, the first part of when it first dropped and then one of the first expansions was very like, oh. Yeah. Um, but now after, even in the lead up to Beyond Light, I was like, this feels like D1 again. Mm. Like it feels big and heavy and weighty and fleshed out and super ambitious but also there's just so much heart in the stories that they're telling as well and in the game and you can tell this is a company that cares like they really care about this this is their baby like and on reading this article i got the same thing where i was like yo this feels like the lead up to crota like it feels like oryx and crota and it feels like that again, I mean, which it's is in really that wheelhouse, right? To me. Like, yeah, that's that family. <laughs> but it's like it feels the energy and like the oh fuck, what the fuck, like the twists and mm. like the excitement building behind it and the curiosity is just like it feels like that again, and yeah, it's well, really was... exciting as a long term player to yeah. have that feeling back. Yeah, and there was one, there was one little line from Joe Blackburn in this where he was saying like. You know, people are thinking about the Leviathan from Taken King and how, you know, they're talking about the size of Throne World, blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, we're talking about, like, how good it is. Um, but they're saying, like, you know, people want to talk about the Leviathan. No, not Leviathan. What was it? Dreadnought? Dreadnought. No. It yes. was Dreadnought. Not the Leviathan. Dreadnought from Taken King. Uh, that was full of secrets. And then it kind of hinted, like, this will have those. This will have yeah, like secrets fucking all over the place. We're dealing with the god of deception. Right. Like there's going to be some fuckery afoot. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's really good. And then they also started to chat about, and he said he didn't want to talk too much about it, obviously for reasons, because it's such a big thing, but the Hive Guardians. Yeah. And he, and he said without like getting into it too much, the only comparison I can really make is think of it like when you first met Wyverns. Yeah. And they were like a big, meaty, heavy-hitting adversary. Yeah. Where you were forced to change your play style or I, forced to change the way you approached. Dude, Briggs as Wyverns well. and Briggs were terrifying Remember in the that, beginning like, of Beyond early, Light. Early mission in Beyond Light where that Brig drops right in front of your face. I remember That's doing so that cool. like day one in a fire team with three people and it showed up as a thing that we were not supposed to be able to kill, basically. It was like so far past where I we were. I think it was in that fire team. Yeah. Because I think you and I, at the exact same time, I think it was you, we both went, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, it took us a while to bring that thing down because <laughs> we just started playing. Yeah. Um, so he, he kind of run the parallel between, like, mm. the, the Hive Guardians are going to feel like Wyverns in the aspect that they are going to be this big, meaty, hard-hitting yeah. um, adversary, and they are going to have to kind of... He said, you're expected to change the way you play. Interesting. So, um, and then he went on after that to say that, like, it's it's not going to be like when champions first started getting introduced, yeah. it was match type. So you just have to pop the shield and Stun match them. the yeah. top class. He was like, no, this is going to feel like when you first started to run into Wyverns, where it is going to, we yeah. expect you to have to change the way you play to yeah. get, these, get these enemies down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Wyverns and, and Briggs in Beyond Light were fucking terrifying. Dude, even even now, in the wrong context, I'm not excited when they drop yeah. in. Like, I, I, I honestly expected it to, to go that way of, like, you know, that, that moment when you first drop a Wyvern or a Brig and you're like, how do I deal with this? Um, I ex- is, a, is a, what was it, a red bar with a yellow bar with a skull next to it? Yeah. And you're like, me uh yeah i'll see you in 40 minutes when we're done with this um yeah like i expected them to chase that vibe with that at least that first hive guardian reveal maybe until you get close to the power level for one of those things um which is kind of exciting because like that 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 first week of beyond light when we had a bunch of us in the server just pounding the game for a week straight trying to power level um coming up against shit that we were underleveled for, which coming off of Season of Arrivals, a long season, and we were overleveled for everything. Um, that felt really fucking refreshing and helped make that grind a lot easier of like, yo, this shit is exciting. We're finding all this new shit. It's hard as fuck. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, and Europa was just so well done. Oh, yeah. Too. I yeah. love you. It's honestly like Europa is my favorite location still today i really love it yeah yeah it just felt so different because we we'd been so and this is what i mean we'd been so overexposed to green brown and gray grungy icky yucky post-apocalypse and then we were given this like it has its post-apocalypse elements with like bray tech and stuff like that it's more just derelict buildings yeah but it was like a, like icy and bright mm. and heavy on a lot of blues and greens with pops of red of like the the lava under the ice and mm. then once you do dsc spoiler warning you get um 
space junk falling. Yeah, that that was very cool. Like, I mean, they've done that before with raids. Um, like Last Wish had that was where the curse in the Dreaming City came from. It was like as soon as the raid is beaten for the first time, this new thing happens for every player. Um, but man, that was cool because that was when like the stasis empowered area of Europa became a thing, and you could just run in there with a stasis subclass and go ham, uh, which is real nice if you were like grinding out stasis based quests, for example. <laughs> And that felt fun, and then like the whole lament quest opened oh, up, and that gosh. felt fun. Seeing Braytek's big goofy head, like yeah. photoshopping my dog over the top of Braytek's yeah. head. Yeah, I still love that. <laughs> Dog-like judgment. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the first time we beat DFC, I had Sergey in my lap. Yes, true. He's a good boy. My dog for context. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited for that. Because, like, since Beyond the Light, I'm like, that was such a fantastic, positive experience, not mm. only in-game, but then also for our friend group, like our clan. Yeah. Like, I'll always look back really fondly on launch week of Beyond Light mm. and then uh, DSC Day 1. Like, yeah. the very fond memories. And I'm excited to build those mem- more of those memories in this as well. And it yeah. looks like... They're doing enough to keep it fresh and challenging. and Yeah, I mean, we've got a legendary campaign. Uh, yeah, I think we said this last time. We don't know if that's dropping day one, but that is still really fucking interesting that they're doing that. It's really fun, yeah. Because also, like, Blackburn called it out in his article. He was like, look, we need to have the thing that is going to work for everyone, but we also need the thing that is going to cater to those hardcore players that are coming in with a bunch of gear already, right? Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see how that turns out. Yeah. And I feel like the first week of Witch Queen is just going to be us yelling about how cool shit is like we did for oh, dude, the, Light. So like, I guess context for the viewers. In our, dis, in our Discord server, we have this channel, uh, what do I call it? The Spoiling City, where like it's marked as an NSF, NSFW channel. So you have to like click a button to get into it in the first place. And then every message in it has to be spoiled just to avoid the risk. You know, it's, it's two layers of protection. Um, I expect that channel to be very busy in that first week as people are uncovering things. Um, but it's also the danger of like, I don't know if I should unspoil this message because I, I don't know if that person's ahead of me. I don't know what they've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's why I now lately when I've been posting in... Um like for Dares of Eternity and stuff, mm. I would give context clues yeah. before my spoiler yeah. so you kind of knew at the spoiler because I was having the same issue where I was, I did something in the 30th anniversary and I was like, oh, I've done the thing, but it wasn't the thing. And I clicked on it and got no, grasped. There were like four or five spoilers. different things, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> grasp kind of spoiled for me and accidentally got the um yeah. the the cool new warlock armor spoiled for me and i was like ah shit yeah i think, so I think we might have to like come up with some new rules around or like context clues yeah just like how to how to slightly spoil but not spoil just like here's what i think i'm talking about yeah please tread lightly yeah but <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's just going to be a week of us screaming about stuff because yeah. We do that as well. Like every time a trailer comes out, I feel like everyone notices something different from the trailers and then we yeah. kind of come back as the, the council. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like, yeah. oh, did you see this thing? Yeah. yeah. But it's like um, 
yeah, remembering back to that Beyond Light launch week, and you know, we're doing the the intro to the campaign. We're doing those early missions. There's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of very interesting elements happening in those cutscenes. I remember a lot of us hitting the deafen button in Discord so that we're not our microphones are, are dead and we're not hearing other people and we're just immersing ourselves in that in those cutscenes and just letting letting the lore flow over. That that part is actually always fun to me because then like I'll I'll go back into the voice chat and I'll hear people come and be like, Is anyone there? Did you see that? Huh? And then it's like and then when we're all in, she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, that, that whole reaction is very fun. I enjoy that very much. You guys you guys got the benefit of being able to do it because I had um, server issues. So it took me 40 minutes after you yeah. guys came in to get in. So you, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to jump out. And you guys were like, no, stay. I mean, and then for the, look, we were in, but even, even then it was like kind of dicey. What, can we load this mission? Yes or no every time. Yeah. So for the Varric scene, you guys got to see hear me fucking lose my shit about yeah. him coming back and then promptly getting his arm ripped off and me just getting real fucking yeah, getting frozen from the waist down. <laughs> I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, I was so angry. Yeah, can I have that arm? But but we had those moments too. The first time we did DSC, yeah. Like I remember the uh, moment we went to go do the space walk. Yeah, I was just gonna say you, you were straight up just like everyone mute, deafen and mute, and just just do your walk. Yeah, like I I, I knew enough going in that we all needed to not hear other people during that because you've got like Clovis Bray sprout, spouting his bullshit. You've got to He's date so to date, in my opinion, the best piece of music they've put out within Destiny, like. Just, just contextually, tonally, for where that fits in that raid, for the like, the the dip before the rise that is, you know, the next raising raid encounter having come out of Atrex for us took us over nine hours on day one. We didn't even beat it, so it's like this incredibly tense moment, this very chill fucking ambient scene, and it's straight back into nukes. Um, it is so masterfully ex- executed. And like grasp of, the grasp of Avarice track, close second. <laughs> Caribbean to Destiny. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like it's. I've established myself on this podcast as a crier. <laughs> I cry, and I remember unmuting and us getting ready for nukes and everyone being like, "You okay, Mickey?" I'm like, "Yeah." Um, I was bawling the yeah. first time we did the space jump. I don't know what it was, but like. The moment that first like piano note hit, just uh, tears. <laughs> like, like not you only... look out over space and you're over, far, and then those keynotes, the the first three keynotes yeah. hit, and I don't know what it was, but it was just tears. Like I, like, my partner at the time, like popped his head around the door and was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." Same <laughs> moment. Tears streaming yeah. down my face, and it's like. I even have moments now where, like, DSC will come on and I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'll be sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, like it, it's, got, it's got those memories attached to it, right? And, like, I've had that sensation with pieces of music because I've just, like, found them impactful or beautiful or, or, or something in a way that hits me in a very deep place. That has, like, all these layers to it of, like, not only is it, like just a very good piece of music, 
but the way it's used and all the sound design in that encounter um it's just perfection yeah i would fight anyone that doesn't like it (laughs) i'm it's probably the wrong term because of its associations with it but it's like i know they're going to try and chase the dragon with that moment again with the next raid but like i don't I don't want it to feel forced. I want it to have yeah. that same kind of what the only okay. way I could describe it was like those piano notes hit, you're looking out over Europa, Clover mm. starts to talk. And it was like for me, it was like goosebumps, warm, and then tears. And like then it because like, Clovis won't shut up. <laughs> I felt everything. Yeah. And it's like even now. Even we do drunk DSC runs and super scuffed DSC runs where we're all a little, I'll, I'll use the word because I can, we're all a little bit manic. Mm-hmm. Um, I still get that those goosebumps when oh, those yeah. doors open every yeah. single time. It's like there are there are moments where I'm like, well, I'm going to, I know we've done this a million times, but I'm going to definite mute just for the jumping yeah. puzzle. It's like there's, there's, a, there's a couple of spots they do this, but in Grasp of Everest where they bring in a couple of D1 musical motifs. Oh, and like the, that, that first spot the when trumpet? you- well, like, you, yeah, you're coming out of that cave and you've got that glimpse out over the Cosmodrome and there's just like, yeah, that that initial, tru- initial trumpet line from a piece of D1 music and, like, I've got that shit on vinyl. Like, I don't know it super well. Like, I know some of the more recent stuff, but I know that shit well enough to be like, yo, hold up. And yeah. like, I remember that first, that first grasp run I did with a couple of people. I just, like, I, I stopped. I was like, I'm going to sit here. I don't know if I've triggered something. I don't know if there's more to this, but I was like, I just need to see this scene and hear the sound and not do anything else for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it was like when you when you took me through on my first run, mm. I was completely spoiler free. Right. And then you heard me when yeah. when we come to that bit and you look out over the Cosmodrome and it plays the trumpets. And I think all I said to you was, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew exactly what you meant. Because I had that moment where I was like, oh, God, this is like, I don't know. For me, it kind of it had that energy of like, I'm, I'm a huge, you can't see it, but I have a massive uh, PlayStation 1 uh, piece mm-hmm. dedicated to the game Medieval. Mm-hmm. And I have that same kind of twang of nostalgia when I started yeah. up the, the remake of it. And it, it had that opening harpsichord notes. Yeah. Before you go into the the main the main menu, and it's it was the same. It was that weird nostalgic like, it's nostalgic. It's familiar, but it's also very new. Yeah, and it just like it hit. And I, yeah, I think all you heard on the mic was, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like if anyone oh, ever fuck. does if anyone, oh, if anyone does something with the like the main Halo theme, I will die. Like I will probably start weeping depending on how good it is. Um, like that one, I think we spoke about on the 30th anniversary when they did it in front of, it, it might've been around then they did it in front of the Sydney opera house with like Aboriginal musicians and live small orchestra set. And I was just like, no, it was the Microsoft 20th anniversary. That's what it was. Or the <laughs> Xbox 20th anniversary. Um, that shit ruined me for a good five to 10 minutes. Cause I was like, the nostalgia is being hit, but it's also different in some way but in a way that i really appreciate with where i am right now and it was just yeah it got me yeah i i had something similar once again um with dsc where dr lupo 
did mm. the raid run through with the live orchestra in front right. of him. And they were playing the music along like to his, to him where to he his was raid. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Shit. yeah. And they get up that. to you should. I'll resend it to you. It's amazing. Yeah. They get up to the um the spacewalk bit and he's just got the goofiest big smile on his face nice. and then after like a little bit into it after the clovis brain monologue he's like i'm gonna cry yeah and i was like i'm sitting here like i'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost crying imagining doing that myself like yeah because like, you would feel like you made it happen because you're playing and then this orchestra fucking kicks in yeah like <laughs> right. i mean you're also talking to the girl who went and saw the kingdom hearts orchestra yeah and i bawled for probably 90% of the show to the point a woman behind me got a packet of tissues out of her handbag and handed I was a wreck. I was fucked. Like, yeah. I was like, like, if you would have seen me, you would have thought I've come back from a funeral. I was like red. My makeup yeah. was all down my face. Yeah. Like I rubbed all of my eyeliner off. Like, yeah. So it's like, I'm... They've they've been building and in the last expansion and the last couple mm. of set pieces, they've been doing these moments that people like you and I are sitting here gushing over. Yeah. And it was a year ago. Yeah. Over I will continue ago. to get fucked deep stone lullaby still whips. It still fucking whips. <laughs> giving you a techno version of TSC lullaby. Trap Hell yeah. remix. Trap remix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I want <laughs> No, no, okay, no, no. You, okay. You know the empty tank lost sector and the and the tangled shore where there's the like banjo version of the main destiny theme. I want that treatment for Deep Sun Lullaby. I want the banjo bluegrass version. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't know what that's that is. Really, <laughs> yeah, my brain just kind of like. Um. Okay. You know when a, they show you that picture and they say this is what a stroke feels like and yeah. you can't differentiate anything in the picture? I think my brain just did that trying to figure out what that sounds like. Oh, man. Um, to, to try and bring things back on topic. Um, so, you know, talking about the music and not what, hoping they don't just try and chase the Deep Sound Lullaby Dragon. Um, I have seen a few people that work at Destiny tweeting about how good the music is with Witch Queen. And that they can't wait for people to hear it and see how they react. But I think they were talking more about the campaign shit and just like the general music as opposed to like, you know, a moment in a raid or something. So I, yeah, yeah I it want. It feels like they're just starting to get those wheels turning. Like, here's how good this music can actually be, though. Yeah. And, and that's it, too. Like, I want, I want another moment that kind of. I mean,. I, they wanted it with Cade, but for a lot of people it didn't feel... Oh, I mean, a lot of people it did feel like that, but also a lot of people. I want that moment that feels like a metaphorical like kick in the chest. Yes. I want that big moment. Like, I yes. want that certain deaths in... I mean, it's an ancient film at this point, but like that, that death in a movie, kick in the chest, mm. kind of that impactful moment. Because we've, we've done the meaningful kind of nostalgic moments and we've done yeah. the dsc moment where it's more of like a a really just innovative and touching set piece yeah so like i personally from and i'm not going to obviously hedge my bets on it but like on my little wish list i want that kick in the chest i want that that big catharsis i it's, guess i want that painful moment it i has want to that, be something with osiris i it want has that to be 
I want that catharsis of like a painful moment. Like, mm. yes, I cry every time I see the Kate scene whenever I rerun that campaign. Mm. Yes, it upsets me greatly. I cry what mm. I do. Um, at the same time, it's like I want that big thing. I want that yeah. kick in the chest. I want that emotional release because I feel like emotionally under the surface they have been building up to something like yeah. something that's gonna fucking hurt and that's it right like i it's just my feeling other people might feel differently it might become a triumph story maybe it'll be a really touching moment yeah. which i'll also settle for because we'll cry yeah but like i want that i want that impactful like kick a, in the chest. do a series of law book readings in which we both cry even even if it's not in Witch Queen, maybe in Lightfall, I just want that. I want something to just fucking wreck me, like rock my world, like just tweet at Joe Blackburn. Hey, destroy fam, me emotionally, daddy. Me destroy me emotionally, Destiny, daddy. Please step on my whittle heart. <laughs> Fuck me up like my real family did. Oh like, my god. Cause some trauma. Oh, this is getting weird. I want you to rock my world so hard with this story that it causes intergenerational trauma. You did not. <laughs> immigrant girl. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's getting weird. I want that. That's what I want from Witch Queen. Okay. I want to cry my makeup off on stream. Okay. Doable. You don't even need Destiny for that. True. Just play Infamous Second Son again. Interesting pull. Um, okay, so th I think we've kind of... I think... My brain broke. I think we've kind of covered the stuff we wanted to cover out of We have. Yeah. And I think it, it made really great leeway to kind of us gushing about destiny again yeah i was not expecting that i was not expecting that um but we, we we do need to roast you a little bit just to take a real hard left turn uh i don't know if we've got i don't know if i can work out some visual aids for this but we need to talk about your quest inventory um you said uh you let me see context for how my secret was revealed now, all, all I'm going to say to set this up is yesterday in the, like, chat for the notes for this show, uh, you set yourself a new challenge called Quest of Quests, which is clearing your quest log before Witch Queen, starting with 34? Yeah. All I have to say is what the actual fuck. I have two. One of them is the Cryosthesia Catalyst Quest. <laughs> So I have four pages of quests. Um, some of them going back as far as I'm now looking at a different screen because I decided to open it so mm -hmm. I can get get the statistics. Yeah, good. Um, so some of my quests go as far back as uh Corsair down. Oh, I just and delete those at this point. Like they don't give you anything. And Shadowkeep. So I have, like, the essence of failure, essence of insanity, essence okay. of greed stuff. I'll, I'll give you amnesty on those, because those still just pop up sometimes if you're doing stuff yeah. on the moon. Um, I still get some of those if I'm 
doing moon I stuff. Still, I still have to complete uh, the Beyond mission in Shadowkeep. Well, like the last mission. The one that gives you the Shadowkeep exotic. So, <laughs> you have one character. How have you not done that? <laughs> so, for... <laughs> so, for context, <laughs> I was I was in the server with we can mention him now, Alex, mm-hmm. um, and I said I'm bored. I don't really know what to do because I've been doing this thing lately where day one I go and get all my pinnacles, and then I like day bounce- one of a weekly yeah. reset. Yeah, yeah. I bounty stack. And uh-huh. then I usually jump on another clan member and pop all my bounties, bounty stacking. Um, and then depending on what they're up for, I might do Gambit or something. So I tend right. to leave stuff like Gambit and Mayhem. For Mayhem Week, I always leave those two pinnacles to last because people are always looking for mm-hmm. someone to do them with. Sure. Um, but I'd done all that. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of sitting in the tower and I was like, oh, man, I, I'm like... I don't know what to do. And he was like, oh, well, what quests do you have? Thinking maybe I had, like, maybe Top one. Of catalyst uh, quest, right? Like, yeah, pick or a like weapon, let's go. One, let's one, from, one from last season and maybe some of the Splicer stuff because yeah, I was. T- like, to be fair, the, the, the Splicer gauntlet, the Hammer of Proving. That uh, kind of pro- shit, yeah. I deleted those from my inventory because I wasn't using them. And the ether constantly flying at my face. I was tired of the jizz clouds, if I'm honest. <laughs> So they're gone. I can pick them up if I need them, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, seasonals. Don't even ask me what my seasonals look like. It's not good. Um, so I told him, and uh-huh. he said, what? So I Snapchatted it to him. Yeah, and I said, saw that snap. what my quest page looks like. And instantly, the entire clan was like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> And the answer is the bare minimum. Yeah. So here's my problem with Destiny. Yep. I have, and ironically, Saint is my favorite character, and here's why. I have the brain of a pigeon. Mm-hmm. If I see something that's interesting, mm. I will forget what I'm doing and go do that. So I have a lot of half-done quests and storylines because a public event will start or I'll drop a catalyst and then go and do the catalyst. You would give up quest progress for a fucking public event? Or I see this, this, I have a lot of stuff in the Dreaming City because what happens is, is I start these quests and then I see something and I get distracted. <laughs> So I spend a like, lot of time. I know of that about time. you, but I didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time belunking, basically, in uh-huh. the Dreaming City because I'll see like a cat and be like, oh, I've got to go feed the cat. <laughs> and then that leads me down a rabbit hole mm. of like, where are the other kitties? <laughs> I need to go find the other kitties. Right. I mean, there and is a triumph even, to track that. It's not even anything important. It's, <sighs> it's, it's not even like the penguin where you could get a cool penguin and a law book with it. There was a weekly, weekly update. So like we were all trying to get it. So we'd be like, Hey, new penguin just dropped. Get in there. Yeah. Like let's, let's fire team up and go get this penguin. Yeah. Like let's get this penguin. Yeah. No, literally I just, 
I see something shiny and I get distracted. Okay. I'm going to need you right now to give me a sample of the kind of quests you still need to finish. I mean, and, 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 and the viewers at home, because I'm sure at this point they're also, also dying. Like, typical ADD brain where if it doesn't, if it's not interesting or I get bored, I just stop doing it. Right. Like, there are missions where I've literally gotten up in the middle of the mission and just walked away from my computer and, like, gone and listened to music or, like... And then you said timed out to orbit? Yeah. Or, like, I've I've gone to pee and then just laid down on my bed and started scrolling through, like, YouTube or something. (laughs) Or, like, YouTube on my other monitor will be auto-playing stuff and that video will seem more interesting than the quest I'm doing. Okay. So I'll stop doing the okay. I have This is a lot of stalling. Please tell me what quests unfiltered, we're talking about. Unfiltered. Unfiltered AD. What have, what have you got on, on, on the first page? What have you got? Let's start there. I've got Cryptolith Lure, which sure. I haven't completed, like, all the leveling on that yet. I don't think you need uh, to at this point, but go on. The Hammer of Proving. Haven't yep. done anything on that. Got bored. Don't yep. like Idol. Sick of her voice. Fair. Um, I've got a The Warrior Quest. What is that? It's is to that get thermal. The what? It's to get thermal erosion. Oh, it's, it's a like Europa weapon quest. <laughs> yeah. How are you not just passively completing these by doing other things? I've got <laughs> nine kitty treats left. I still got to find some more kitties. Oh, that's like the other quest in my inventory is I've got nine treats to give out and I'm just not going to. But you're I keep dropping hate, them. You're going to hate this one. Yeah. Oh. A hollow coronation. Wait, what is that? Aegis Scepter. <laughs> Do you not have Aegis Scepter? <laughs> no. It's basically I a free hate... exotic. I hate the astral alignments. <laughs> oh my god, there's such like a low them. bar to get a pretty decent exotic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I'm only, I'm only on step 7 out of 12 for that. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, please keep uh, going. Please hurt me more. <laughs> War to come, which is I banish it. Um, uh, whatever. I'm one step two out of three of res- revision seven point two two, which is the Lorenz driver catalyst. Ah, that's okay. Like if you don't use it, um, it's fine, I guess. Still have to do Path of the Slicer. I haven't done Expunge Delphi yet. <laughs> What were you doing for all of these seasons? Um, I don't know what to do with my hands. Overrides. If it was season of the splicer, I was in the Elixni quarter, <laughs> fucking around. Yeah, no, that that tracks. Um, because I realized every time you speak to an Elixni with babies on the back, all the babies chirp and wave, and I was just like, "This is my life That's now." That's four hours. Going right in there. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Coming in circle. <laughs> um. I have Stasis Trigger. I've got the Legacy Splicer Gauntlet. Yeah, fine. Those Legacy seasonal um, stuff you could ignore. Umbral Flames for Memory Fragments, but I've got all the Stasis aspects. So, how do you, uh, you said you just like picked up an extra quest? Mm. Right. I've got Empire Hunt Two. <laughs> what? I've got um, Darkness in the Light. Which is the corrupted mission? Oh my god! 
Uh, <laughs> it's getting worse. A whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of umbral stuff. Like umbral schemes, umbral plunder. suck. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, European Protector 3, European Explorer, European Gear. You mean Europan, right? Yes. Right. Are those the like sabotage quests that you get from Variks? Am I thinking of something else? Um, it's the stuff that you have to do wearing at least four pieces of Crystal Cream armor. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I've got the soon catalyst, so I don't have the no time to explain catalyst. That's that's such a good pulse rifle though for someone who likes pulse rifles. I don't like that pulse rifle that much. Yeah, but what if you paired it with your favorite arc souls and then you never have to shoot your own gun again? Look, I get by on the bare minimum, but not that bare of okay. a minimum. Okay. I can actually play this game. Yeah, you can shoot. You I can just click. choose not to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Wow. Blast from the past, so I still don't have chaperone. <laughs> eh. Um, strikes in your sight, so I still don't have a Dord, which is yep. a really good sniper, so I should probably get it, because I do like snipers. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the legacy stuff I told you about, like the essences of greed and, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have walk the line. Just... Man. The duality. Okay. Which is like that's a John that's a Johnny Cash reference, so I really why okay. I didn't do that, I don't know. So you've got four weeks. Oh uh, yeah. I don't no. know how many of these things are gonna go away when Witch Queen drops. Well that's what Alex said. He was like, I don't know how much of this shit is gonna get vaulted, so you should probably just try and do as much as possible. Yeah, like it, make obviously sure that ig- you don't lose the, out on anything. Ignore the legacy seasonal stuff like the the hammer and the gauntlet and all that. Yeah. You should get Aegis Scepter. You should, like, you should at least get the exotics. You don't necessarily need the catalyst because also, like, the Aegis Scepter catalyst is moving to playlist activities in terms of drops. So you won't need to do an astral alignment to get the catalyst, um, which was yeah. which is good for you because it was a random drop out of astrals. So you might have had to do, like, 20 of them and then still not got it. Mm. But, yeah. Um, so the answer that is... That is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I have been described as a nightmare on more than one occasion. As like someone who historically in our clan has organized a lot of our raid efforts, especially day ones. I can't believe I didn't know this. But it also explains a few things. <laughs> Usually like, not trying when to throw I'm... shade, but it really explains a few things. Usually when I'm doing something. And you guys are like, hey, Mecky, what are you doing? And mm. I go, oh, you know, stuff and things. I've probably just thing. been running around for 25, 30 minutes doing yeah. fucking nothing. Or, or you dropped a it's shader. You dropped a new shader and you're knees deep in the transmog system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely changing your look. It's like, how many times have you guys been like, all right, are you ready to go? And I'm like, no, give me a second. I just need to fix something. And literally all it is is a shader. <laughs> I need to put the stag back on. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, my fucking brain hurts. <laughs> Trying to work this out. I, I used to... I, here's the thing, though. And you guys thought I was just being, I guess, hyperbolic or, like, mm. 
just doing a weird self-read when I kept joking that, like, I just skate by. Mm. <laughs> Destiny, I literally just skate by. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to have a talk later. I don't know how much longer this is going to work for you. <laughs> unless, unless something piques my interest, it's just like I said, it's unfiltered adult ADHD. Okay. Unless something piques my interest, like an exotic or a piece of armor piques my interest, I have absolutely no interest in it. Yeah. I need that motivation and that discipline to actually go chase the thing. Aegis Scepter's never really, like, been my shit. And even looking at other people using it, I'm like, I'm never going to fucking use that. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to the moon and kill things with Thorn because it, it's, it makes yeah. me giggle. That's, that's honestly, things with Thorn is a lot of fun. Honestly, part of me envies that of you. Like... I'm at the point where the only exotic weapons I don't have are a couple of raid, actually specifically three raid exotics, and that is just RNG at this point. Um, but I have all the other ones, and I, I have a really, at times, crippling collectionist brain of like, well, I've got this much of the collection, there's a new thing, I've got to go get it. And so every season where there's like a new round of exotic armor that drops out of Lost Sectors, I've got to go and get those. I don't have a collector's brain in any sense of the word. I'm getting that impression. It's like uh, there are certain things that I will avoid because I know I will fall down a rabbit hole, like just IRL. There are certain things that I will not buy one of because I know I need many of. As yep. as you know, my weakness is art toys. Mm. I'm a collector when it comes to that. But like, Would other you like to that, see my rapidly growing Magic the Gathering collection? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that really. Like, I collect Pokemon cards, but it's only to get the cards that I like. The rest Would I could you like not give a fuck about. <laughs> the rest I could not give a fuck about. I give them to my cousins, like my little cousins. Yeah. But, like, the Mimikyu card and the Mew card, yeah, I'll mm. keep buying. I have very specific interests and things I like. I collect yeah. knives. The end. Ah, <laughs> dead the, things. The Gabe Newell approach. I collect knives and dead things. <laughs> like, but, yeah, it's just... I, I, someone, someone made a comparison the other day that said that, um, in real life, like just to use the Powerpuff Girls, for example, Okay. in real life, I'm buttercup. I'm like that hyper aggressive tomboy kind of edgy kind of, mm. that's my sense of humor. It's very abrupt. It's very okay. dark, but then in game I'm bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> where I kind of just float around mindlessly, like, la, 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 and still manage to come out the other side unscathed. Having won a battle somehow. <laughs> God, that's so apt. But I'm also at the other end of the scale where I break down everything in my vault, and then you guys go, do you have a rocket launcher? And I go, uh-oh, <laughs> I broke it down. Yeah, I think, like, okay, so that's the one part I think where you might make use of some sort of collectionist behavior is at least having one of everything. <laughs> I have started cataloging my vault now when I go in to empty it. If I've got four of four of a Ayasa Luna, for example, mm. I will look at the rolls and the stats yep. and I will lock yes, the smart, one I want to keep. Yeah. So I started locking things so I stop accidentally breaking yeah. them down. Locking too. is the power play. I'm kind of at that point. That is point. the thing you've encountered a lot with me where I'm like, yeah, I have I have a bow with this and this. I'll oh, go get it. No, you don't. 
oh shit i broke it down <laughs> yeah. no that's that's something i do need to do with my vault because i before they announced the 1350 power floor i started hoarding drops that i got at 1330 to like boost up things that i didn't use as frequently so i've got a bunch of weapons at 1330 that are not roles i would ever use but it was like okay maybe i drop something that i want to quickly push up because it dropped at like 1320 or it's a piece of armor same situation um, but what that means is i've got a lot of duplicate purples that are garbage and i will never use and never need because everything's going up to 1350 and i've got like my adored for example is at 1212 power and I was fucking around in, might have been Mayhem last week. Just like, I'm going to try and get like some sniper kills in Crucible and try to like start the learning process of snipers in PvP because I don't know how to do that well. Um, and then I started thinking, oh, I need to boost this up to 1330. And then my brain went, no, idiot, you don't need to do that. If you wait a month, it'll just be 1350. Who gives a shit? I fell into the same trap, which is why the other day I had to sit down and actually work out my vault and critically look at my vault because I had so many 1330s and I yeah. was just like. So the thing that this made me realize, and I went, so what I did is I went to dim in the search bar. Uh, there's like a, uh, a query that you can use, which is basically like is dupe. And then it will highlight any items that are duplicates of other things you have somewhere else. I think I had four copies of xenophage maybe at least three because i got lazy when we were doing a lot of raid runs when xeno was still a 120 rpm i just made a copy boosted it to max power put it on each of my three characters i did that with a couple of exotics anarchy was another one because of breach and clear um instead of just having one and then moving it around uh, I had multiples and that kind of fucked me when I realized I had two Trinity ghouls, both of which had about four or 5,000 kills on the kill tracker and I had to delete one of them. No. Like I got all those pieces, like I got a bunch of materials back, but it was stupid. I never should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a bunch of weapons. I just need to go and break down at this point. Oh, um, yay. More gunsmith materials. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to schedule a stream like every Destiny 2 content creator where I go and turn those all in for stuff that I will then break down into more gunsmith materials. Um, a vicious cycle. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to see how long that stream goes. I've also got, like, Zavala, Shax, Gunsmith, uh, Drifter. They've all got engrams that I need to pick up. Some of them are in, like, the 20s and 30s, and I just haven't. I might as well because I might get some enhancement cores out of it. I might get materials out of the weapons that turn into more weapons that turn into enhancement cores. It's a whole, yeah. I think I'm going to need a whole day. <laughs> Just set up my eight hour stream, big old thing of coffee next to me, let it rip. Well, that's, I watched Pacific Rim last night, and then all I did while I was watching it was hand in gunsmith materials okay. just mindlessly. All right. All I did last night. I spent two hours on Destiny. I think some of it was, one of it was getting my strike pinnacles and my strike bounties, stacking those. So tonight nice. or maybe tomorrow I can jump in and, and pop them on someone. Mm -hmm. um, and then other than that, it was just looking between Pacific Rim and every time I heard a bounty proc, I mean, a pin an engram proc, grab that, yeah. then go back. <laughs> And then go to the postmaster, grab all my blues and yeah. my purples, yeah. have a look at the rolls on them, 
break the ones I didn't want down. And yeah. I just ran in circles in the tower. And I wasn't the only one because there was a f- couple of other guardians there too who were, who were doing the laps back and <laughs> forth from Banshee and the Postmaster. We almost need like an emote that everybody understands is the like, ah, oh, you're doing the gunsmith rotation, I see. Just a guardian holding up gunsmith pieces. Or, or is there one that is like a blacksmith working on an anvil? Like something Probably like that. Probably something like that. <laughs> disassembling like bl- and reassembling a gun nah, like, like they do in the military bitch blue emote that everybody has yeah just like a you know how those military jarheads do the um the speed run of like assembling and disassembling oh, yeah. their weapons yeah. just just an emote that's that of someone just speed running disassembling that their weapons be pretty funny i'll be into that huh okay i think that's everything we have for this week yeah. Um, I now, I now just have so many more questions about you as a person. Um, but we're going to get to that off air, I think. Um, so yeah, this has been Eric or Blueberry. We're going to get out of here. Uh, I have quests to do. <laughs> you have quests. I have questions. I have air conditioning. Yes, I have quest. I have air conditioning. I need to turn back on before my thighs stick to this chair i put tracksuit pants on to record and it's 32 degrees today big idiots both of us um <laughs> please hit us with the like and subscribe at the comment and the, all the all the all the do all the doohickeys and the and the whatnots uh you know the drill um social media tings in it that's it it'll be in the description below you can find us on the internet at those urls um i know you're trying to do a bit more streaming I'm also toying with the idea at the moment. Uh, it's more an issue of time for me, but time we'll and there. energy. Yes, I mean I've got the energy. It's just more. I sit down in here. I play some Destiny, and it's like, oh shit! It's ten o'clock. I can't make too much noise. People have gone to bed in this house. But it'll happen. We'll try and do another weekend stream, jewel yes. stream. Yes, maybe I don't know gunsmith material. <laughs> But we'll, 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 Catalysts. We'll, look, I need to grind out like 20-something kills with Cryostasia in the Crucible to get that thing finished. That's going to take me fucking, at this rate, three months. Um, so we could, we, could, we could do that. We could make that work. Um, but yeah, until next week, we will, we will see you then um, as we continue the countdown to Witch Queen. Mm. Goodbye. Goodbye.